Today on the Visit the Zoo podcast, we hear about the Australian wildfires and a billion animals dead. to another episode, episode number 92 of this Visit the Zoo podcast. And I am your host, author Frederick Fishman. I usually do this standard opening, and I was thinking about something that I had heard a long time ago that I just want to introduce you to. There's an opening that used to be done by a very famous commentator, news commentator, who used to be on the radio and also in newspapers. His name is Walter Winchell. And he was very popular between the 1930s and the 1950s. He had a weekly broadcast on Sunday that was the drudge report of his time. And what he would usually do is read headlines and then short story content. He had a newspaper column that was read by over 50 million people. And his Sunday radio program was listened to by... 20 million people. That was between the 1930s and the 1950s. And this is what he sounded like. 9 p.m. by Ben Ross. B-E-N-R-U-S. That means Kaiser Fraser. That means Walter Winchell. Walter Winchell is brought to you by the men who sell and service the Kaiser Automobile and the Fraser. That's all. But back tomorrow, the contest closes in two weeks. But now, Kaiser Fraser, builder of cars that make automobile history, presents the reporter of news that makes world history. So who, what, where, when, why, from the man America listens to most, Walter Winchell. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. North and South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. The North Pole. The seven American airmen who crash-landed 350 miles near the pole last Thursday have been rescued. Little Rock, Arkansas, six states hit by tornadoes over the weekend, counted 28 dead and 200 injured. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the two-week walkout by the coal miners, which ends at midnight tonight, cost them over $55 million in salary. Well, that should give you an idea of what his newscast was like. And like I said, it was listened to by millions of people, 20 million people every single Sunday. That's pretty incredible for the 1930s, 1940s, and into the 1950s. Well, let's get back to it again. This is the Visit the Zoo podcast. And, by the way, you heard that right at the very beginning when I said over a billion animals have been destroyed by the Australian wildfires. Animals like the koala, kangaroo, and countless other species that have been killed or burned or died of starvation. And they're just, they're gone. A billion animals. And if you want to comment about this story or anything you hear on the Visit the Zoo podcast, you can go to FM slash Visit the Zoo, and that's spelled K-Y-R-I-E dot F-M forward slash Visit the Zoo, K-Y-R-I-E dot F-M forward slash Visit the Zoo. It's a wonderful new platform that allows you to comment directly with your thoughts and comments about this podcast. And also, uh, please remember uh, about our crusade here to eliminate plastic bags, which kills up to a million species per year, mostly marine species. And to help resolve this problem is by using reusable bags for shopping, 
grocery bags or tote bags, and we have over 800 designs on Zazzle under the Zoozwear logo. And the way that you can get to that quickly is by going to our website at grocery-bags.com. That's grocery-bags.com, where you'll see hundreds and hundreds of designs. Okay, let's say we get started. Ready? And, of course, I'm going to start with the lead story here, and that's the Australian fires that have been going on for weeks and weeks and still continue to go on. They're burning all around the coastlines of Australia, in the north and the south and the east and the west. And there's a story about how this is affecting the animals, and this was from the Los Angeles Times, and this was published a couple of weeks ago. And it was about a particular area called Kangaroo Island. And across much of Australia, volunteers and professionals are fighting to contain widespread blazes, with many also taking risks to save wildlife being killed by the millions. Kangaroo Island, a popular tourist destination and wildlife park off Australia's southeast coast, has been home to some of the worst damage in the nation's biodiversity. Fires have overrun half of the 1,700-square-mile island. Rescuers, including a gentleman by the name of Sam Mitchell, have tried to rescue these animals by going tree to tree and trying to save as many as they can. There's not much that isn't threatening the koalas at the moment, said Sam Mitchell, who has owned and run the Kangaroo Island Wildlife Park with his wife for the last seven years. Without being rescued, he said, those that didn't perish in the fire are going to die of starvation. In terms of human fatalities, Australians' blazes this year have been less severe than some previous brush fires, with roughly 27 people killed this season, compared to 75 during the nation's 1983 Ash Wednesday Inferno. But the impact on wildlife this year has been far more devastating a preview of what California could experience in future fire seasons. Some koalas are in such bad shape that they uncharacteristically move toward humans, either unable to see or starved or disoriented. Scientists estimate, so far in Australia, that fires have killed from hundreds of millions to more than one billion native animals. The toll illustrates that while humans can adapt somewhat to the intensifying fires, through better emergency planning, more fire crews, and some hardening, the animals can't. These incomprehensibly large and devastating fires are caused by a combination of lower rainfall and higher temperatures, both consequences of climate change. They are here to stay and will worsen unless action is taken. The endangered kangaroo island dunnard, a mouse-like marsupial, relies on low-lying vegetation for protection from birds and feral cats. That is largely gone, as is most of the home of the glossy black cockatoo. Much of the landscape is black and smoldering. We're not sure if they'll come back. It might be a breaking point for them, said Michaela Haska, the wildlife park's headkeeper. Speaking of the donuts and splashy colored cockatoos, males are blackish brown with red tails. Females are dark and brownish with some yellow spotting. 
We just get up every morning and look, said Shona Fisher, 59, who rescue workers say they've been brought 70 koalas with their husbands since the fire began. The pair have taken to visiting the island's groves of commercially planted blue gum eucalyptus each morning to search for survivors. But when the fires came, the two grew moderately out of control on December the 20th, the largest fires, that is, and were on their way to becoming controlled when a third lightning strike on December the 30th created a monster blaze. Within five days, it consumed about a third of the island, according to Mitchell, about 80% of the koala island's habitat. For the world's koala population, mounting losses on Kangaroo Island carry extra weight. The island's animals are the only chlamydia-free koala population in Australia, making them a sort of insurance policy for the species as a whole. For us, we're seeing a lot of death, and it's just not at the park, unfortunately, Aska said. Wherever you drive on the island at the moment, it's a very grim picture. The fire has destroyed 65 homes here, some of them during a single night last week when winds carried embers over firefighters and overwhelmed the, their defenses. Well, it's a sad story. And like I said, that fire's been going on for weeks, and it could be going on for weeks more. Now, in California, some scientists note that there's a long history of wildlife perishing in big fires in California, but the impact has received little attention until now. Robert Fisher, a California-based supervisory scientist for the U.S. Geological Survey, says wildlife often die in these places, but those losses are overshadowed or not reported because of the threat to human population. In 2009, the Stanton Fire in Los Angeles, he said, I saw thousands of dead animals, deer, fish, and turtles. Everyone kept saying, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, and it happened, said Mitchell back in Australia, who spoke of the fires. People want to blame someone, and my focus now is on saving the animals. Maybe I'll blame someone when I have the time to think about it. And the second story is more news about another state here in the United States that's banning single-use plastic bags. Plastic bags are out. It's always a good idea to bring reusable bags with you to the grocery store. And I can say I can attest to that, of course. But starting in 2020, forgetting them at home could cost you. Oregon is the latest state to ban single-use plastic bags at grocery stores, requiring shoppers to bring their own bags or pay a small fee for paper ones. The city of Albuquerque, New Mexico, is also gearing up for a similar eco-friendly initiative. Single-use plastic bags, including compostable bags and plastic bags less than 2.25 meters thick, will be banned, according to CNN affiliate KRQE-TV. The city plans to encourage residents to go green by passing out 2,000 reusable bags at grocery stores and city facilities, the station reported. Well, so congratulations to the state of Oregon. Again, if you are interested in getting your own reusable bags, we have hundreds and hundreds, almost 800 designs on our Zazzle.com site. And the best way to get there is to go to our website, which lists most of those designs, which is grocery-bags.com. Grocery-bags.com. 
and you'll find all those designs in both reusable grocery bags and reusable tote bags as well. All right, and we're going to talk about now an animal description. And the one I've been thinking about for a while is a bird called the nightingale. And now the nightingale is famous throughout history. There have been poems, songs, stories, and written about this small little bird that has the most beautiful bird song among all bird species. Most people will agree. They're tiny. They're only 5.9 to 6.5 inches long. And they're plain in color with a reddish tail. It has a beautiful song that's been described as one of the most beautiful sounds in nature. And it's been heralded in fairy tales, songs, opera, books, and poetry. Let's listen to a little bit about the nightingale. during the day and the night, therefore the name the nightingale. The singers are the male birds, unattached, making plays for females. The songs are within a wide range, and they're most noticeable at night because few other birds sing at night, which makes sense. The nightingale is the national bird of the Ukraine. They're found in Europe, and that is the nightingale. poem now that maybe kind of dovetails on that first story about the devastation of the animals in Australia. And this is a poem by M.P. Shod, and it's called The Empty Window. There's a paw print and a nose streak still in the pane. Your toy lays there so quiet with no one to play. My heart breaks, but I know that you're in a much better place. As I reflect on all of our walks, we took down the lane. Some say a bridge waits for you near a perfect rainbow. There's a few things that bring pain, like an empty window. You sat there looking out whenever I'd go and show your loyalty with kisses when I came back home. The pain of waiting and watching you go reminds us just how fast young life grows old. Your memories bring smiles, yet we want you to know we'll forever be saddened by the empty window. And that is the end of this episode number 92 of, of the Visit the Zoo, and I want to thank you very much for joining me again if you want to discuss or comment on any of this and read some of the comments of your fellow listeners you can go to kiri.fm forward slash visit the zoo and that is spelled k-y-r-i-e dot f-m forward slash visit the zoo 
And a reminder to get your reusable grocery and tote bags at grocery-bags.com. And to learn all about what I am doing for this podcast and as an author as well, you can go to my website, which is at frederickfishman.com. And it's spelled F-R-E-D-E-R-I-C-K-F-I-C-H-M-A-N.com. Have a great, wonderful week ahead and take care of yourself. Bye-bye.